Jewel probably a couple of years ago, year and a half ago, I'm not sure exactly. <clears throat> and uh, I was in my office, and we were discussing some scriptural things and, and all, and I told this person that I really, really felt like it was important for me to examine myself. And um, there just seemed to be so many scriptures dealing with self-examination. And that's why I come back every Lord's Supper to the issue of self-examination. Uh, there are a lot of scriptures, and you could, we could read through those today. We could look them all up. Speaking of those that are um, meddling in other people's business, um, busybodies, and looking at the faults of others. And so I tell this person, you know, I have a full-time job just taking care of me, looking into my life. It's, it's a full-time job. And one of the verses I'd like to refer you to is a, a very familiar verse is Matthew 7. So if you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to Matthew 7. And this is just an example of some of the verses that you could use. You can find a lot of them about self-examination. And that's why during the Lord's Supper time, it is, it is important before we partake of the Lord's Supper that we examine ourselves. Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider not the beam? So the mote, the mote is, uh, if you look at commentaries, you look at Greek words, you look at different... It's a, it's a tiny speck. It'd be like sawdust. It's like sawdust. And why beholdest thou the sawdust, or the mote, that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam, or the log? The log that is in thine own eye. I think that's very telling. You've got a speck of sawdust, in somebody else's eye, and you've got a beam in your eye, and Jesus Himself is saying, why aren't you considering the beam in your eye? Why aren't you looking at the beam in your own eye instead of the speck or the speck of sawdust or the moat that is in your brother's eye? Folks, isn't it amazing in church? Does it ever amaze you that in church... Christians are better at finding the speck in a brother's eye than they are about finding the moat, I mean the beam in their own eye. And I've been working with churches and church people for a very long time, and this seems to be an habitual problem. That we're much better at seeing something in somebody else than we are seeing something in ourselves. 
And that's just kind of amazing. Husbands and wives. Isn't it amazing that I can see something in my wife easier than I can see something in myself? Now, it's not that way with her, you see. It's not that she's, she doesn't see bad things in me. Yeah, can I just tell you all this? This is, I don't want to lower the bar here for the Lord's Supper, but one day, and this, I'm just saying this because it can offer hope to all marriages. One day I came through the kitchen and I told my wife, I said, you know what? I just discovered something that I'm doing. And I told her what it was. And I mean, she started praising God. She almost went to another denomination on me. I mean, she almost changed in an instant from Baptist to something else. And I said, see, number one, God does answer prayer. And you can teach an old dog new tricks. Y'all want to know what it was? Anybody? I mean, because I've been transparent. They said not to do this in seminary. Now, they said, do not do this. It'll come back to haunt you. But I'm not. I'm, I'm over that. So do y'all want to know what it was? Yeah, Laurie, my, my niece wants to know. She's over there going, yeah, tell us, tell us. And there are a lot of other people wanting to know too. Well, I noticed that I had a tendency to leave drawers open. And it just, I mean, for several reasons, it's just handier the next time you go to it <laughs> to have it a fourth of the way open. But you know what? I saw several drawers in the kitchen that where the silverware, where the stuff, you know, the uh, hand towels and all the stuff and the baggies. And, you know, they're all just sticking out about that far. And that would drive you. I know it would drive you absolutely insane. I know it would. You couldn't tolerate it. But she tolerated it for all these years. And then I went to the bathroom and on my side. Now, do y'all don't know this, but in our bathroom, the master bathroom, the builder, custom home, it's uh, her side is shorter than my side. So she has a shorter sink, not too short, because we were thinking of the future. Someday somebody else will be using that sink, maybe. But, uh, but it's not too short, but it's shorter than mine. But I noticed on my side, I had a couple of drawers, I mean, sticking out about that far. So I just started going through and slamming, and she's going, praise God, hallelujah. You've seen the light, brother. <laughs> and I'm telling you the truth. She, she absolutely was so grateful. So there's hope, ladies. There's hope for you. That if you've got something you've been trying to pray through and, and be patient through, just hang in there for 51 years and it may happen. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say if you're lucky because we don't believe in luck. But if, if you are, <laughs> I guarantee you, it may happen because it happened to us. And that's not the only thing. There have been a few more corrections here later in life. But, um, but anyway, not enough. Not enough, I promise you. We're still working on it. But the, the, the bottom line is, it's so much easier to see fault in somebody else than it is to let the Lord really show Himself. Like, I, I loved it when one of our elders used to say, 
the Holy Spirit would shine His spotlight on me, on my heart, what's going on inside of me, and show me me. That's that Deuteronomy 8 passage. God doesn't need to know what's in our heart. He, he, he knows everything. He wants me to see what's in my heart. And He wants us to see. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine eye only? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Now this is Jesus speaking to us. Thou, who used to do that? Isn't that right? Nobody could do it like him. Thou hypocrite, first, I've got a message on first things first. First, cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. First things first. Get that beam. Deal with that beam in your own eye before you ever think you can go help somebody else. And it is to be help, not hurt. And so, <clears throat> there are so many passages dealing with, dealing with our, our own self-examination. In fact, the one in uh, <clears throat> uh, 1 Corinthians, verse uh, 11.28, but let a man examine himself. But let, this is about the Lord's Supper. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Judge yourself. Examine yourself. Let the Holy Spirit of God look in, show you with His spotlight, His searchlight, all these different things. And listen, there are thoughts that we have that, that, are, that flash through our mind and sometimes we reach out and snag one and we dwell on it. There are things that flash through our mind and you don't have to, but there are all kinds of thoughts that go through our mind and you have to filter them through the Word of God. But sometimes we latch on, we reach out and latch on, and we dwell on it. We hold on to it. And there are words, we say words, and you know, I've asked my wife hundreds of times for forgiveness. Hundreds. Maybe thousands. But you know, she always, she, and you remember the line, don't you? It's, it's really her. It's really the way... Well, I've already forgiven you before you ask. I mean, that's, that's her. That's the way she is. She doesn't wait for me to ask. She's already forgiven. 
And I can ask for forgiveness, but you know what? It still doesn't take away sometimes the damage and the hurt that you cause by these words when we say things without it being led completely by the Holy Spirit. So it's thoughts, words, deeds, actions, behavior, attitudes, all kind of things. Examine yourself. That's what we need to do today before we have the Lord's Supper. All of us need to examine ourselves. You know what? We're going we're gonna to give an account of our Christian lives at the Bema Seat, Bema Seat of Christ. It's going to be me in my life and what I've done with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God in my life. Rewards or ashes. And, <clears throat> and I appreciate what Pastor Joe said this morning. In fact, I thought, well, that's a direct, almost a direct co quote from the book of the professor that I've told you all about several times throughout the years, Concentric Circles of Concerns, Dr. Oscar Thompson. And he wrote his prayer, prayer targets. It's, it's a bullseye. It's a bullseye and it has different, it breaks down our circles of relations and friends. But the bullseye is self. The, it's exactly what you were saying this morning, though. But the bullseye is self. And if you're not right with God and you've got stuff going on in your life, you're not going to be effective as a witness. You're not going to be effective as in your relationships. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect other people if we're not right. So it is not wrong. It's not selfish to say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for myself. Start with self. Self-examination. It's important. And before our minds drift on to the other person's faults that we so eagerly and readily admit and agree that everybody's got them, let's do something today kind of unique and special. Let's look inward. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to show us me and you individually before we partake of the Lord's Supper. I'm going to read our passage that we've read for many, many years. It's found in Luke 22. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you. Folks, we're about to have the Lord's Supper. My wife and I have traditionally, since we started this new routine, gone first. Today, we're going to go last. And so the deacons can escort the folks up uh, section by section. But as the Lord has prepared your heart and you're ready to partake, and you're ready to have your family come and you lead your family in prayer, however the Lord leads you to do that, do that. And then when everyone's done, my wife and I will have the Lord's Supper.